Good morning, Heartland, and welcome to the newest edition of The Pulse. Before we get to today's guest, uh, you may notice that my voice is, doesn't sound quite like it does when, uh, when we recorded the episode. Uh, we actually recorded with our guest a couple weeks ago, uh, but I'm recording this intro the morning after the Oklahoma City Christmas party, uh, and, and we Christmased. Um, but that doesn't mean that I am not still very excited about you hearing this episode. My guest in this episode is the Vice President of Sales from the Northeast Region, Mr. Mike Valentine. And uh, and we're talking to Mike really for two different reasons. One of them is just kind of the continuing series of conversations that we're having with, uh, with our VPs, but also because Mike recently was awarded the third painting. Uh, and so we'll talk about both of those in our conversation. And, and I do mention it, but I want to I want to really highlight it. Mike was the fastest, is so far, the fastest person at Heartland to earn the third painting, breaking all the previous records. Uh, and so it really is. It's a fascinating conversation. He's a great guy, uh, and I really think you'll enjoy this one. Mike, thanks so much for taking the opportunity to uh, to sit down and record with me. I really appreciate it. Not a problem. It's uh, it's always fun to get to do these in person. Uh, most people don't realize that most of the Pulse episodes are recorded uh, via Skype and uh, Skype audio only, um, which means those people are saved of having to look at this mug for the entirety of the conversation. So I apologize. That I'm staring you... at the wall behind you. Don't yes, worry. That's the, that's the way to do it. Just <laughs> right past my head is the easy way. Um, but no, it's great. I, I'm, it's exciting that you're here in, in town. And obviously I got to see you last month at the sales leadership meeting. And so it's always fun to get to do these in person for sure. I feel like Oklahoma city is my second home. It's uh, quickly becoming that way for sure. Um, and we, uh, you know, a little bit inside baseball, but we also recorded with Ken Haig today. Um, and the cool thing about Ken is that you guys are in the same boat and then you fit into two different categories of people that we've been recording with. You know, we've been uh, working our way through conversations with the VPs, Lauren and Mike and David and those guys. And um, uh, But then we've also been doing conversations with people that have earned the third painting. And uh, just like Ken, you fall into both of those categories, which is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. And uh, and obviously the way you found out about the third painting, I realize we're starting at the end, and then we'll go back to the beginning. But the way you found out about it is was definitely unique for for most people. It's a it's a phone call, and we may be giving away a secret here, but you get a phone call from Tony uh, Capicelli to let you know that you've earned the third painting and and have that conversation with him. But for you, uh, you found out that you earned the third painting in a very unique setting. Do you want to kind of set up for me how it happened and whether you knew it was coming and some yeah, of that? Yeah, it, it, it was. Uh, Definitely a unique setting. It was uh, great to be up on the top floor of the Devon Tower uh, during the leadership meeting here just three, four weeks ago, whatever it was. Uh, Seems like yesterday, but it was, uh, I I, I did have a feeling something was coming because, (laughs) uh, you know, I was very open with Vince about, you know, what I wanted to do and what I wanted to accomplish. And I always set set some very lofty goals. which I think is the only way to set them. So Vince knew that getting the third point was extremely important to me, and I, and I wanted to do it in record time, and I, and I wanted to uh, be able to succeed and be able to do that. So I, I, you know, like a lot of people, I track on an atlas where you are with your paintings, sure. and I try to do that with my managers and leaders so I can make sure to track their progress and remind them how close they are. And uh, Vince kept on encouraging me, you're going to do it, you're going to eclipse your goals, great job. And then all of a sudden I'm like, 
hey, I'm 99% there, and I, I can't wait for next month, and Vince just ended up being completely quiet. So I had a feeling something was going on, because that's not like Vince, to be able to invest in, uh, in in his people with the passion that they want to accomplish the goals. Sure, but sure. Um, back to that uh, that leadership meeting, I think it was great. It, for, first, of all, it, first of all, there's a lot of people that uh, were in, in, in that room that helped me not only in the transition of coming to Heartland initially, which I know we'll get to, as you said, we're starting <laughs> right. at the end and working exactly. our way forward, yeah. uh, but also people who helped me get to the role that I'm in right now and helped me achieve the first, second, third paintings. Uh, and I still consider them you know, not only great colleagues, um, but definitely friends, um, which I think is great. And it's a very unique uh, position for me to be in where you know, this is this is the first time where I'm uh, at this type of a level of role leading people and things of that nature but my colleagues are genuinely my friends where we can find in, in, in a lot of different things um, and regardless of what happens later on down the road in life we'll go our separate ways and we'll I'm sure we're going to keep in touch and, right. and still be friends and and communicate and things of that nature which is great but to uh to have that to be announced that, uh, with all of the leaders there uh, was great. Senior management was there, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, I just I, I saw Ken. You mentioned Ken. You know, uh, we go way back from when I first came into Heartland, so it was sure. great to uh, to see him get up there. So I knew I was next. <laughs> uh, so it was just a matter of time. But uh, I remember my name being announced. Everyone looking at me at at my table, <laughs> who you know, I stood up and. Everyone else stood up and was applauding me, and I remember going on stage, hugged a few people, embraced uh, uh, both Vince and Tony, um, who've you know been uh, very supportive of, of me and making the transition and being where I am and, and developing. But um, I also remember turning around and taking the picture and just seeing everybody else still standing there was 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 uh, you know a very proud moment for me. Um, I was very proud to be able to share it with my existing team. You know the DMs in the Northeast right now that report to me, DMs and PDMs, yeah. and also all of those other leaders that you know were part of the Northeast. I mean, the Northeast used to be, you know, a, a pretty big geographic standpoint, sure. which included the Carolinas for some reason right. for a while. Um, but Heart, uh, Heartland's you know, always having a challenge with geography. I always say because it makes perfect sense. But <laughs> yes. uh, so it was it was nice to be able to share that moment there, and then even afterwards, some of the rookie managers came up to me. Uh, after the break and congratulated me. Some of the people that don't know me that well uh, came up and congratulated me and said, great job. So that meant a lot to me. It was a very proud moment. Uh, and I was very fortunate to be able to share it with that many leaders at Heartland that you know, at some point, you know, probably about 30, 40% of that room touched me in some way in regards to my short tenure here at Heartland. Yeah, it's, um, it, it was a really cool moment too, just getting to, to recognize you and Ken in front of the group. Um, I'm sure before coming to Heartland, if anyone had ever told you that you would have, uh, you know, a, a borderline emotional reaction to receiving a painting, it's one of those that it's kind of hard to really tell people about until you're into the culture where with the whole myth mythology and everything that goes with the paintings but um and it was neat to be able to you know we we had a few people that we were able to recognize on the incentive trip as well so yeah. to get to do that two times already this year uh it's been really really cool to to get to um recognize those folks for what is an incredible achievement and do it in front of their peers and like you said people that that kind of spoke into that story uh and played a pretty crucial role 
for it. Don't get me wrong. I would have still been excited to get a phone call from Tony, but just takes it to the next <laughs> level when you're there in that group with the leaders and everything of that nature. It was, it was truly something special. Now, the only downside about that is now I think me and Ken are going to be linked even more so together. Absolutely. Moving forward through our career. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah, you guys are basically Batman and Robin, and I'll let you duke it out which one of you is Batman. Um, but no, it's and, and you mentioned it and uh, in passing, that I uh, and I think... It's already been recognized. If not, we're telling people now that you were the fastest person to ever achieve third painting. Uh, That's little, what I'm told. A little over four years, correct? Or is it a little under four years? A little under four years. Okay. And, and the interesting thing is, and again, we started at the back. So, sure. so yeah. we'll, we'll kind of, this will all make sense, I guess, at, at, at the end of this conversation. Right. Uh, but the first year that I was a Heartlander, I, I like to, I'd like to say, you know, respectively, that I wasn't a true Heartlander for the first 12 months. Yeah. Um, when I came over, I was not able to be on the 94 comp plan. Right. Um, right. And I remember being, you know, so passionate when I learned about it with Tony and the executive directors at the time in Tulsa, uh, where they kind of brought, you know, us in from the ovation acquisition yeah. and told us about the 94 comp plan. And, and I was, I was excited. I wanted it. And Tony pulled me aside during one of the breaks and he, he politely said, he goes, I know you want it. It's great. You, you know, you get it. You're going to be a Heartlander here. That's wonderful. But you got to sit tight. We can't get you this comp plan yet. And I'm like, well, why are you telling me about this wonderful comp plan and then taking it away from me? Yeah. Um, so the first year I was still on the old comp plan of, of Ovation Payroll and had to wait till that next January to be on the 94 comp plan, which I could not wait to be. So yeah, it's it's been an interesting road. It's it's, it's been faster than I ever thought would happen. Sure. Um, but again, without the support of the people that believed in me and, and, and what Heartland has in the playbook and, and sticking to just doing your job and doing it respectfully and doing the right thing and everything else that the leadership cultures that we have here, yeah. um, it got me to the point where you know it was inevitable that it was going to happen. And not if, I think I realized after my second painting that, look, if I just continue to do my job with what I'm doing, I will be that person to 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 get the third painting the quickest that's pretty awesome and and you're right we started at the end so let's let's go back to the beginning i know you mentioned it in passing obviously you came to heartland as part of the ovation uh acquisition uh which makes your story a little bit more unique than other people that were just recruited in uh as a traditional sales person so tell me a little bit about maybe what what happened in your life pre-ovation and then briefly the ovation time and then talk me through how that Kind of how it worked in your in your life in your you know uh, career to be acquired by Heartland and then like you said start the slow transition of becoming a Heartlander. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was pretty interesting and it's 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 funny. It's now I'm on the other side of the table because obviously we were purchased by Global yet we kind of inherited the Global sales team. So I'm right. talking to those reps and those leaders um, saying I know what you're going through because I really do know what you're going through. It's right. kind of a unique situation when people choose Heartland, you know, they want to get into Heartland. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't choose Heartland. Right. You know, Heartland was chosen for me. I remember waking up one day having a conference call and boom, you know, there you have it. You know, after whatever it was two and a half years at Ovation Payroll, mm -hmm. I was now, you know, being purchased by Heartland at Heartland. I remember getting off a conference call, coming out, telling my wife, I said, you know, we just got purchased. She said, what does that mean? I said, I have no idea. <laughs> We're gonna have to sit and wait. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I was at Ovation for two and a half years. Okay. Um, kind of brought in to build a Northeast 
um, you know, area for, for payroll sales. I, inhi- I inherited two sales reps, okay. quickly grew it to nine and, and kind of, you know, the old world of corporate America, you know, that's nine's your headcount, you can't do any more. So I obviously had to top grade some reps and things of that nature, but sure. uh, was looking to make another step with Ovation to be a leader of their sales team. And we were in talks with that and things of that nature. And then again, you know, the, the <laughs> world kind of got flipped upside down and it's like, okay, what just happened? And I remember yeah. telling my wife, I said, look, I'm not going to read into anything. I'm just going to see this through, see what happens, see what the opportunity is. Um, shortly, two and a half months later, we were out here in Tulsa in, in that boardroom where Tony was going over the comp plan. And, you know, similar to what a lot of people are probably listening to right now, I went home and told my wife, and she goes, what are you, crazy? You want to give up this <laughs> to get into that comp plan? I said, you don't understand. And yeah, uh, yeah. it was one of those things where I kept on bringing it up. Oh, geez, if I was on the 94 comp plan, we, you know, I would be here financially or we'd be at, the, at this point. Um, and it was the comp plan that kind of got me extremely excited about this. Okay. But it was also kind of the entrepreneurship um, hmm. where, you know, it, I felt that hiring people, because there was a point where I think it was April that first year where I was actually able to start growing spas through Heartland. Okay. So okay. I was still managing the innovation salespeople, which sure. again, I not only had to transition myself over to Heartland, I had to do my best job transitioning all of these innovation uh, payroll uh, spas over yeah. to Heartland as yeah. well and making sure that they are you know, still staying positive, being confident, just do your job, we'll figure this all out, let, you know, let the dominoes fall where they fall. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was very trying and unique because I had those you know, nine, 10 people that I brought over from Ovation. Mm-hmm. And you know, a lot of Ovation reps knew me, whether they were in California or whatever, and had a lot of uh, great conversations with them about, you know, they're reaching out, what do you think of this? Where are we going? What's, what's the future look like? Sure. Um, so I stayed positive through it all. And then was, I started hiring these spas on the Heartland side of the 94 comp plan. And it was April. And I loved it. And yeah. as a leader, I thought this was great because I'm explaining the comp plan. I thought I was explaining it well at the time. I, I think I did a pretty good job. Right, Nowhere right. near to the point where I am now because I've experienced it all. Exactly. Uh, but I'm bringing these spas on and they're loving the comp plan because they're being paid for what they're worth. Mm-hmm. And it was still that those nine months that I had left in that year, I'm, I'm kind of uh, you know a ping pong ball going back and forth where it's I'm dealing with the ovation payroll people in the transition. I'm dealing with these you know spas that came in just on the Heartland side, didn't know ovation, so it was right. very tricky. But by seeing some of their successes and their passion in the comp plan and watching their residuals grow, albeit mine weren't, uh, was very positive for me to say, hey, this this could be something that's great. And I believe it was a year later, um, prior to getting promoted to the VP role, I think I was at 23 um, spas, which again included the Northeast, which also included North and South Carolina. Sure. Um, and I, I don't think I would have been able to grow a team that large in that short amount of time uh, under a standard corporate comp plan. Okay. And that's, I think that's part of what fascinates me about your story is that your story very much kind of parallels the story of payroll at Heartland, right? That was, it's always been a thing. It's always kind of been there, but it was the acquisition of Ovation that was the, the real kind of flag in the ground of, no, we're going to do this and we're going to do it seriously and professionally and with some, at least some focus on people that know that product well. Uh, and then obviously, you know, the a number of milestones since then is it's just grown more and more past then. And as we're 
looking at milestones even as we get into 2017 um i think it, i just think that's so interesting that the the meteoric rise for you and the and being the fastest to the fourth painting is only appropriate that that's coming from the payroll side of things because third it, painting i don't know if there's a fourth oh, painting sorry. you might be letting the cat out of the bag there fastest to the third painting <laughs> uh, i'm painting the fourth painting personally for you um it won't be as good as the other ones uh no but you're right the fastest to the third painting and uh and and that that meteoric rise comes from somebody that came in through payroll because it again it just feels like the parallels there are are really really cool yeah and it was it was very interesting to be in, in you know at the table in a discussion topics of where heartland was at payroll or where they were when they acquired ovation and what mm -hmm. the vision is and you know don't get me wrong we're, we're still rolling out this vision we are light years ahead of where we were two three years ago right after the right. acquisition and you know we sit down two three years from now we're going to be even further ahead than where we are today i mean we have more spas, more PDMs than ever. Uh, we're breaking records in regards to how much payroll margin we're doing, which is awesome. And we're not even scratching the surface, which yeah. excites me. And, and again, as you said, you know, putting the flag in the ground where, hey, we're, we're going to get serious about payroll. And we're going to get serious because we have people that know payroll, that know the industry. We're going to bring in people that can't take Heartland or couldn't take Heartland previously to a level where they wanted to go and get serious by bringing in some payroll people. And it's, you know, we're piggybacking now on the Stronger Together contest, which is great. You yeah. know, some, some more incentive trips, like we don't have enough here at Heartland, sure. keep them coming. <laughs> yeah. uh, but also coming in January, where now it's it's going to be a, a full two-way street. There's going to be that yellow line in the middle of the road where right. spas and RMs, the most successful ones at Heartland, are going to be able to sell that Heartland briefcase and refer back and forth to their partners, where an RM is going to talk about payroll on every single appointment and spa's going to talk about arm and our, the the merchant services and lending and everything else in every single appointment to keep on flipping it back over the fence to each other which i think is going to take us to a level of payroll sales yeah. that we still haven't seen yet right because now you have both people with skin in the game that say hey i'm the specialist in merchant processing and i'm going to refer over my specialist in payroll and vice versa and i think it's going to be very good for everyone involved. well and you add in there two integrations into point of sale systems Absolutely. for both of those for yeah. both payments and payroll and and you're just you're increasing the stickiness you're increasing the the merchants that we're making a difference for because of the way that we treat them and the way that we price the accounts and things i mean it's a it's a pretty exciting world for each of those individual sales channels and also just kind of collectively as a group too. absolutely absolutely the um so you came uh from ovation obviously uh like you said you were leading the sales team there you were you were leading two different sort of sales teams at heartland um and then eventually the move into the vp role uh what has been kind of the has there been a tipping point for you at any point in heartland kind of even past maybe the tulsa meeting where you said like okay yeah we're gonna do this for a while and it's gonna be really cool and it's gonna be successful and it's gonna be fun were there moments that you remember having those conversations either at home or with your team Yes, there were there were several moments, and and you know I think it started when I when I was able to hire people into Heartland directly and under the ninety four comp plan. Okay, and you know I saw the excitement in them and seeing their success, which obviously helped me lead the old Ovation people into the comp plan when they were able to switch and things of that nature. Right, uh, but I think it really clicked home for me. When I volunteered and said, take my salary away, get me on this comp plan, granted nine <laughs> months too late, but I finally made that sure. switch. And, and, and you know, I tell a lot of my new managers here that come into the organization, it's you have to find these stories that are out there 
and help to develop your own stories because you could believe in the comp plan, but trust me, as much as you think you believe in the comp plan, until you're on that comp plan, you're getting your residuals and you become vested and you're seeing how fast it grows, right. it's a life changer. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, I, I tell everybody, you know, whether it's personally, professionally, or financially, Heartland has given me things that, that you know, I didn't think I would be for years down the road, mm -hmm. which is tremendous. So I think when I got in that 94 comp plan, I said, okay, you know, here I am 12 months into my Heartland career and now I'm starting my residuals at zero, but at least I'm starting them. Yeah. Um, that was huge for me. And to see people succeed and to see the ovation people come over and get on the comp plan and have them get vested, uh, I thought was very powerful. Now there was, just like anything else, there were some trying times and trying to figure it out and some frustrations, sure. but we all have that in everyday, uh, everyday life. Um, so I just stuck to it, knew that, hey, if I kept on doing the right thing, kept my heads down, you know, honest with everybody, you know, whatever, what, whatever they wanted to know, I, I wasn't going to sugarcoat. I was going to look, here's the good, the bad, the ugly. I'll tell you everything. I, I try to be as transparent as possible. Yeah. You come to your own conclusions, but I'm here. I'm making, I have no interest of going anywhere else. I'm making my future <laughs> footprint here. And I'm so confident that that's where we're going that I don't have any doubt in my mind. Um, so it was, uh, it, it was great. And I, you know, I had great leaders, you know, it was you know, that Tulsa meeting that I referenced, you know, yeah. I, I, I reported to West for two and a half months. I go in there and all of a sudden West goes, hey, this is Ann, she's your new ED, you're reporting to Ann. <laughs> so I have Ann for a while and then I have Mike Brodnick and then I've been fortunate to, again, to, you know, build up and now report to Vince. But it, yeah. every single person, um, that I've partnered with in terms of a direct leader, the way that they leaded were all they're led were all different, mm -hmm. um, but they all genuinely cared about us as a person before Heartland. Now everyone cares about Heartland, but it's when you take that interest into each individual, it really said something different, uh, something to me different about what Heartland is and stands for. Besides my years at Paychex or at Vation or, or Ovation or any other company, because it was all, you know, it was this is what Paychex does. It's yeah. not, this is what Mike Valentine does. Right. It's, this is what, you know, th those types of conversations where um, I thought it was very different the way that they, they led and kind of taking the vested interest in each individual, which make me, made me proud to say, yes, I'm a Heartlander and yeah. I'm taking everyone I possibly can over and, and, and sharing them, you know, this, this story that what Heartland is. And, and I love my story. Uh, I think it's very unique, as you mentioned. Yeah. Um, I think it is interesting that, uh, you know, here's this, a payroll guy who didn't know anything about card <laughs> sure. um, that came in and still, you know, in, in spite of the odds, somewhat successful, getting to the third painting and, and still leading a, a great Northeast team. Yeah. And on, on top of that, it's the role that I'm in now, which I'm so excited to be in. I've been 19 months as a VP, but this VP group is, is great. I mean, there's been a lot of transition. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, once the transition stopped, then there was a lot of growth. And I'm here this week for more growth into the VP ranks, which is great right. uh, here in Oklahoma. But it's it, they all take a vested interest. I've never been involved in such senior group of leaders that are all extremely competitive. Want, they all want to finish first, right, right. yet they're not going to step over somebody just to finish first. It's we're all helping each other out for the common goal because... You know, here we are. We all care about each other, and we care about Heartland. And if we keep those two things in common, the future of what we're doing with the global acquisition and going international, where payroll is going to be, I don't think anyone can see can tell right now how great it's going to be. Yeah, it's just going to be great. Yeah, and that's I, I've been uh, incredibly impressed with the group of VPs, yourself included. Um, the times that I've had chances to have conversations, or, or in some cases even moderated conversations, um, just the uh, the level of care about your teams, and that for really for all of you, um, how much of your passion, how much of your motivation is just wanting to see the people on your team 
teams succeed with now granted with that competitive edge, ho- hoping that that gets you to number one on the leaderboard. Um, but it's just so refreshing to see that that it's it's hanging other people's paintings that motivates you almost as much as hanging your own, if not maybe even more so. Um, and it's a really neat way. It, it, it's cool to see a leadership team that that's what they're driven by. And I think it again, it at a cart culture like Heartland, uh, it's almost like, well, of course they would, right? Because yeah. that's just what fits here. But I don't, I don't, I don't want to ever want to take that for granted either, that the people that are leading the sales team care so deeply about those teams and about the success of individual sales professionals and leaders on the teams. Yeah, and people actually, they, they seem surprised. And you know, whether it's Heartlanders or people in my own personal network, they seem surprised that we invest time every single week to talk to each other, mm-hmm. VP to VP, just to... You know, some of it's just shooting the you-know-what. Right. The other is really strategically thinking and saying, hey, I have an issue with this. What are you doing? You know, Can you help me? Yeah. Um, and again, that's where I mentioned earlier, that's where a lot of the friendships come in. Because sure. there's times when I talk to some VPs and we're talking 20 minutes about family, kids, you know, vacations, things of that nature. They're like, oh, let's get into some work here <laughs> yeah. you know, before yeah. we run out of time. But people seem surprised about that. And now it's, I think it's less surprising on the Heartland side, but I have people in my personal network that you know, they see the paintings in my office. Sure. Uh, I had to move some paintings around because... <laughs> I always knew where that where the three where were going to go. Gonna go. So yeah. I'm going to have some spare space that I'll have to fill with other paintings. But there's, yeah. there's an area that I always uh, I, I always had in mind for those three paintings. But you know, you're right. It's when people hang other people hang up paintings. It's it's you know you're kind of proud of that and you're like it's a piece of you that's hanging up on the wall with them because yeah. you've helped them and you're proud of what they accomplished and you know i remember what you know i think it was lauren and brodnick ken now myself in my short tenure as a vp where we all got third paintings and uh, while we were a vp which i think is awesome mm-hmm. but even people who see those in my office, they ask about these paintings, and I'll make a joke about the frames. They're not the sure. best. They go with absolutely yes. nothing in my house. Yeah. But when I tell them the story about what those paintings are, I mean, it doesn't matter whether you know whether they're a real estate agent or they're a school teacher. They all like that's pretty cool, mm-hmm. uh, and they see that, and they can see the way that I talk about it. About you know, they, this is this is what this painting means, and this is where I was in, and I remember exactly where I was in my career and how I got notified of those next paintings, and again. The way I was notified about the third painting and, and doing that is something that I don't think will will ever take away from me. Um, I remember it very fondly as one of my one of my best, obviously most recent memories here, yeah. but obviously my best memory here yeah. because just of the group of people that were there with me to share it in. Much different than being on a VP call to say, "Hey, Vince," you know, Vince say, "Hey, Mike," just one which I think is great, but to have everybody else there that's helped me out and and you know I say to my team right now, um, you know, with, with the Northeast and the leaders, it's you know. I'm successful because of them. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like when you get into leadership, you know, whether you're a DM, a PDM, VP or above, you kind of hang up your sales bag. You know, the briefcase is now hanging up and, sure. and you have to do things through others, which which isn't easy. Yeah. Um, a lot of the managers that have been, been with me and reporting to me and been through some transitions with the same VPs that I had, right. um, you know, they're the reasons why I continue to be successful. And I think it's it's great that, you know, I'm able to make them successful, which in turn helps me to be successful um, and kind of share in our in, in each other's goals and go back and forth with that and be very open with that, which I think is great. But to have everyone there, you know, and, and again, it's I'm not trying to, you know, single out one person over the other. But, sure. you know, it, it's it's my group of leaders right now was uh, was very important because I got to share it with them, because honestly, it, you know, the last 18, 19 months was all about them. Right. You know, they're the right. ones that helped me. I, I couldn't go out there and get to the numbers myself. They yeah. had to believe in me. They had to trust me. Um, we had to have, you know, great relationships back and forth and be honest with each other to be able to get to the point to where I was. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's I think that's part of what made it so special to get to kind of witness that was knowing uh, knowing that you essentially had your team. Uh, it's a little bit like, you know, getting to be the the last person to climb up the ladder and snip the uh, the net off the basket that uh, there's a whole lot of people that are involved in that beyond just the, the final person with the pair of scissors. Absolutely. So uh, as you get a chance to meet new DMs or PDMs or even new sales professionals, what is it that you try and convey to them? Uh, you know, obviously there is the there's the generational wealth aspect of the '94 plan mm-hmm. uh, that once people get, it's they're generally pretty excited about. But what other things do you feel like you you talk to them about as they're coming into Heartland, e- either on the payments or the payroll side, uh, just to give them kind of a, a swing thought to use a golf analogy? Yeah, it, it's you know, I like to think I talk with a lot of passion, of course. I'm, I'm a, a, you know, a Northeasterner, so I talk kind of quick, sure. um, sometimes over people without me even knowing that. But um, I, I try to get the, the passion of, of, of what it's done for me mm-hmm. and what it stands for um, and, and the things that it's allowed me to do um, with me, my family, you know, gifting money, charities, that kind of stuff that um, is, is very passionate. And I mentioned to everybody that comes in, again, whether it's a salesperson um, who's just going into Jumpstart or you know a new leader coming into Heartland from the outside, that this is an organization that'll pay you what you're worth, mm-hmm. which I think is great. But the whole question is, what are you worth? You have to determine what you're worth. And if you follow the playbook and do the tough things that you need to do now, your worth will be you know light years ahead of what you think it is currently down the road. Um, but I also look at it as, you know, there, there has to be some reasons. I love Heartland. Uh, you know, I, I work to live. I, I work to do those things that, you know, my parents were not able to do when right. I was growing up or do things with my kids that I wasn't able to do when I was growing up. Um, and that's what excites me about it. It's Heartland is giving me an, an unbelievable access to things in my life that maybe four or five years ago I couldn't even imagine doing at this young of an age. You know, I'm not necessarily a young pup anymore sure. um, but it is something where again if, if you just do the right things be true to yourself um, you know and and build up the team or build up your pipeline whatever it is yes this wealth is great but it's not all about the wealth it's about what you do with it um, and you know I, it, it, there's a lot of things recently that I was able to do that really you know changed my mindset and made me have even more belief and passion for Heartland and more thanks than ever before hmm. for Heartland and the comp plan because I was able to do things and share and give back that I just wasn't in a position to do previously. Right. And, you know, it was, uh, it, there was a couple scenarios where it was just, it was great. And I thought back and I'm like, you know, you know, wife stays home, my two lovely girls. And, you know, sometimes her schedule with volunteering is a lot crazier than my <laughs> schedule. Uh-huh. Um, but it's, I sit back and I say, you know, Heartland gave us the means to be able to do this. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, I had to work, you know, you work your butt off, but sure. you know, with the hard work comes the rewards. And everyone here at Heartland has that. Yeah. They have the ability to get to a point where they can feel that, that Heartland has given them an unbelievable avenue to other things in life, which I am so grateful for. Um, I'm sharing it with people who are close to me, my VP pairs, a couple of my managers that know, you know, the, those stories that I'm referencing. Um, and I'll share it with anybody because it is something that uh, is just, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And I will go through the transition from Ovation to Heartland all over again. It wasn't easy. Yeah. There were some tough things. I remember having, you know, coffee and call cord here in Oklahoma City with Tony Capicelli and trying to figure out what we do with this payroll mess. How do we figure it out? How do we get on the right track? Right. Um, 
And it's, I would do it all over again. And I would do it all over again and probably not change a thing because it's worked. Every time we hit a roadblock or had to change something or, or you know, go in a different direction, it worked for the benefit of the organization as a whole, not yeah. just card, not just payroll, but as the organization as a whole. Yeah. And we're still doing that. And the great thing about it is we have even more people fighting for that cause than ever before because we have more VPs, we have more senior leaders, we have more spas, we have more RMs, um, which is great. And, and you know, going down that path with this collective group of Heartlanders is a path that I'm glad to be one of the leaders and I'm glad that there's still people that are behind me that are willing to follow my lead. So I think one of the misconceptions sometimes is that you are kind of the lone payroll voice crying in the wilderness um, when it comes to sales leadership, that it's, you know, it's this overwhelming majority of people who, it, you know, have a background in payments and you're the lone payroll guy that's yep. just standing in the doorway yep. saying, no, 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 stop. Uh, is, is that what it feels like sometimes or is that maybe a misconception and it really is more about kind of thinking of the organization as a whole and what benefits each individual channel or both channels? together. Yeah, it's a complete misconception. And, okay. and I thought that here I am the payroll guy <laughs> who, you know, after managing, you know, the Connecticut card for a month and a half, whatever it was, finally get promoted to a VP. And I'm right. like, okay, well, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out this card thing and who do I go to and what's this and what's that. Yeah. And it was very interesting because I, I told the VPs at the time, I said, my concern is not knowing enough about card. Yeah. And, you know, they said, well, that's okay because we don't know enough about payroll. So, <laughs> you know, my first couple of months, I would call one of my peers and I'll have a question about card and they'll answer it so confidently. And I'll be like, great, thanks. You just saved me a heck of a lot of time. Yeah. And next thing you know, they're bouncing back to me four or five, six different questions about payroll. Right. So right. It, it was just, I mean, what I loved about that was, you know, I had my insecurities about card and they still had their insecurities about payroll, but nobody ever knew that they had those insecurities. Now right. they have an right. avenue where they can trust and confide in um, for that, which I thought was Awesome. And, and, and all of the conversations and everything that we discussed early on in my tenure, and even now at the table, it's not about how are we going to do this with card or how are we going to do this with payroll. It's how are we going to do this for Heartland. Right, um, right. So, no, I am not, you know, I might be the only <laughs> payroll background guy yeah. who's at the VP level, but trust me, these other VPs are just as much payroll people, just like I am just as much card person as, as the rest of the VPs now as yeah. well. So, we, we helped each other kind of morph into, you know, the, the, the tight, um, close knit VP team that we. Are right now so when you look at uh 2017 right the next six nine 12 months what is it that gets you excited about kind of what you see on the horizon for heartland what doesn't get me excited <laughs> I mean, we we have a lot going on here we, we are you know we are growing the vp level uh we are we are you know working with global to figure out what the next step is i mean i must get a dozen emails or phone calls a day about, hey, can I sell this international deal? Um, that excites the heck out of me. Excites the heck out of you know my my team, my reps, my arms, my spas. Sure. You know, yeah. where are we going to do payroll next? What are we going to do card next? Yeah. Um, I have leaders on my team that say, hey, when you open up this market internationally, I want to go there. I mean, that is extremely exciting. Right. Um, I also see another another significant advancement on the payroll side. Um, you know, it, it's. Payroll cyclical. We're going into selling season right now, and mm -hmm. we're going to probably capture a few good people going into selling season. And I think after that, you know, people know with our major competitors where they stand for the year, and they're probably going to jump ship. And a lot of times, we have these little, uh, you know, uh, pulses of great hires. Okay. Where you hire somebody from a competitor, and next thing you know, all of a sudden the PDM's phones are ringing off the hook. Right. And right. they're getting these emails. Well, yeah. Hey, this person I've been working on to get for the last two years is finally ready to come on board. I see more of that. Or I've actually making some product changes or making some advancement in operations, which is great. Um, so I do see that happening. I mean, there is so much to be excited, whether it's 
if you're an RM who's starting out here in your jumpstart and you're wondering what you want to do, I mean, there's going to be DM, PDM opportunities galore. There's going to be additional steps for vice presidents to come in. I mean, it, 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 I think there was four, maybe six. I can't remember what it was when I was first brought into right, to Heartland. Right. And here we are, you know, soon to be 11. Who knows when the 12th is going to come out? Yeah. Um, so there is a lot of tremendous upward mobility for people who want to be there. And I, I, I say it all the time. Look, I have DMs that are, or DMs or PDMs that are happy being TMs and PDMs. And that's all they want to be. Yeah. I have TMs that just want to be TMs. I have RMs respond to say, I want nothing to do with management, just let me sell. <laughs> sure. And the great thing is, whatever you do, that person's why is going to be solved if they do it right and they follow the playbook, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. So there's a lot to be excited about. I can't wait to maybe sit here a year from now and say, okay, last year we were talking about X, Y, and Z, and here we are. I, I mean, it's we are just making so much progress in regards to where we are as an organization. I mean, in, Look, when I came into Heartland and started learning about it, that march in Tulsa, I thought this was a great organization. Yeah. And here we are, what, three years later, three and a half years later, and it's even a better organization right. than it's ever right. been before. It's stronger than it's ever been before. It's more tight-knit. We have two different groups of, of selling people that are closer together and going to be closer together come January as well after the Stronger Together contest. Um, so I can't wait to see how this whole, whole thing plays out. Um, it's going to be very aggressive. Mm -hmm. Number one, it's going to be very exciting, and I think it's going to get people charged up. But uh, it's definitely something where, you know, uh, as I said with my emails and, and, and voicemails, people who've been here for a long time cannot wait to get to that next step. We, we knew that we could never sell anything international on the car side. Now we know that, hey, we can do it. Right. Just when can we do it? Yeah. So it's a very not, no, we can't do it. Now it's yes, we can. It's just where's the when. Yeah. The when will come. We just got to figure a few things out. And obviously, we're going to make sure that we're, we're structured the right way to be able to do it. Right. So we don't have any negative whiplash with, with, with kind of, you know, going out a little too, too quickly. Sure. Just to satisfy a few deals here and there. So um, I can't be, couldn't be more excited about, you know, where we are now, where we're going. Um, you know, the next VP and things of that nature. And my region is one of the regions that are going to be split up, which is great because we've grown so rapidly over the last 19 months that yeah. we kind of forced, you know, this, this additional VP. And that's something that's going to continue to happen throughout the country because we're doing the right things for Heartland as a whole moving forward. Yeah, I, um, I heard it said multiple times at the sales leadership meeting last month that the, you know, over the next six months, there may not be a better sales job than selling payroll at Heartland. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, obviously with some of the transitions of the the channels kind of focusing on their specialties, but then the 1,500 internal referral sources uh, across the aisle from payments, plus as fast as payroll is growing. I mean, I, I think the numbers that were shared is we're, you know, we're one of the 10 largest payroll companies, but we have less than 1% of market share. Correct. Um, Scary, isn't it? It's, it's pretty amazing, actually. Now, I'm a payroll guy, and yeah. I tell all my PDMs and all my spas, you need to refer a card in order for the card reps to want to refer the payroll rep back. So right. it, it, it is definitely a two-way street. And there's there's pockets going out throughout the country where these referrals are happening. You see the Stronger Together leaderboard that was just brought out on HLA yesterday. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot there that is that is happening successfully in these pockets. You're going to see these pockets being more the norm. And that's what I can't wait for, because that's what's going to make us better as an organization. You know, with two reps going out and spending an afternoon together and hitting five, six different accounts and, you know, closing a few deals, you know, two or three on the card side, two or three on the payroll side, going out to referral sources and, and, and things of that nature that they just never had access to. I mean, when's the last time a payroll rep and a card rep can go into a CPA and talk about payroll, credit card processing, gift card, lending? I mean, everything under, under the umbrella that a CPA's right. clients are going 
going to want to know about. Yeah, so yeah. I think there's tremendous amount of, uh, of obviously, pressure and stress and activity put into that about getting those people together on that that one-to-one referral uh, relationship. Yeah. It's working, as I said, in those areas. I think now turning the calendar, it's going to be more, hey, we really have to do this. And, and I'm trying to get everybody to say, hey, let's not wait for the calendar. That's why the Stronger Together contest is out there. Let's some, build some good habits. So we're doing it when we want to, not so much when we have to. Yeah, that's awesome. I, of course, I'm getting excited here sitting listening to you. I'm just going to move somewhere to the uh, New England. Of course, I, as a uh, Central Florida kid, uh, and I know you used to work for Wes, um, that would probably be the next natural place to move into the Northeast because that's, uh, at least in Daytona Beach where I grew up, it was pretty much all just transplants. This time of year, yes. That's where people look at the color, the leaves changing and they head down south. Although I know back home it's in the 80s today, so right. we got a heat wave going on. Right. Well, congratulations again on winning the third painting uh it's an incredible accomplishment uh certainly to do it as fast as you did is uh it's pretty darn amazing uh as with anything here at heartland it feels like it's just breaking the four minute mile and somebody's going to do it faster uh and i look I'll, forward to that right i do right. it's uh it's just the natural progression of things here but uh but for now congratulations on uh on holding the record and uh, i'm excited to see what you guys do next i appreciate it thank you very much all right thanks mike you got it 